What's up, everybody? This is Mike coming at you with season two, episode number four of the Fly Pod. Softball is back. Those three words are music to anybody's ears, and I am very excited to get back on the field with all of you. Some exciting news coming in this episode. Opening night is just a week away for us, and I can't wait to get started. I have a lot of information that I have from both leagues, roster reveals, schedule analyses, and COVID-specific rules. So there's going to be a lot of information in this FlyPod episode. For that reason, I decided to move forward without a player interview, so it's just going to be me talking for about 15 or 20 minutes, um, covering this information, and it will be better uh, for me to produce a FlyPod episode rather than call everyone and talk to them for 15 or 20 minutes about everything that's going on. It's, it's going to be a weird season. It's going to be a different season, uh, but it is a season, and that is what matters. We're going to be able to get out there, and we're going to be able to uh, play with some really good competition and get better and use this year uh, to continue to build on what the Flies have already achieved. So uh, what we're going to do is we'll review Morton Grove first, then we'll look at Mellis, uh, we'll look at rosters and schedules and, and COVID-related rules for each league, uh, and then we'll wrap up our episode. So let's dive right into Morton Grove and talk about who's coming back for um, year number five for us in Morton Grove on Monday nights. Uh, we have uh, in the outfield, we have myself, Billy Brisky will be coming back right next to me. Nick Reyes will take up another middle outfield spot, which I'm excited about. And Michael Gerber will be returning for his fifth season as a fly. On the infield, we'll have Eric Stoyanov on uh, the hot corner over there. Uh, and then we got Steiner and Michael Kiley uh, manning the middle infield, which I think will be a really solid combo there. Uh, we have three first basemen. We got Steve, we have Kevin, and Alex coming back. And then we have Tom, our ace, on the mound. So really excited about our team coming together for Monday nights. This will be kind of the third year in a row that this core group has been together and we'll be able to continue to develop and, and work on our championship run uh, that we uh, came closer to last season. We'll continue to build on it. Um, let's take a look at the schedule for Morton Grove and uh, it, it's going to be a tough competitive year. Now, like I said, this is kind of a weird year. There's a lot of teams that haven't signed up and you can tell that the teams that were kind of on the fringe and kind of you know struggling to uh, get guys to come out every week are not playing. There's actually only five teams in our Morton Grove League, which is you know about half of what we're usually used to. So it's going to be us, Smash Bros, Gravediggers, Picked Off, and the Knucklers. So four of those five teams are the top-level teams in the league, which means that we're going to have plenty of opportunities this season to play some really competitive games and to improve. So I'm really excited about facing off against some good competition. We're going to get better. Uh, and it's going to be um, a great opportunity for us to play at a high level. Uh, unfortunately, we do not even have a game week one, which is a huge bummer. I was getting excited of texting guys Friday morning, checking if they were going to be in or out for Monday's season opener. But we have a bye week number one, which is whatever, man. We, I guess we can wait another week for more to grow. Uh, but we will have uh, two doubleheaders throughout the season. Uh, we get to play... Uh, you know, since there's only five teams, we get to play two of the teams, Knucklers and I think it was Gravediggers three times, and we'll be playing Picked Off and Smash Bros twice 
each. So it will be a good season. Playoffs are set to begin on September 21st. Of course, that's considering uh, no rainouts, um, but uh, as we know, those will certainly happen. So it's looking like in both leagues we'll probably have some October playoffs, which is just fine because that's what October is for, playoff softball. Let's talk a little bit about the COVID-specific rules, and this is for Morton Grove only because they, they're they quite similar in both leagues, but there's little nuances between the leagues, so uh, pay close attention to those. First of all, as team captain, I just want to say, if you feel sick during the season at all, please don't come. As much as we love having you and having you contribute to uh, what we're doing here uh, in our softball journey as a Flies team, if you don't feel well this coming year, please just take the week off to get some rest time. Uh, and if you if you have anything that you are sick with, that way you won't spread it. I know I'm going to be super cautious about coming out if I even feel like I might spread anything. Uh, so please, if you don't feel well, please stay home. Uh, but here are some of the COVID-specific rules. So all players, and it might sound like I'm reading from something because I am. I'm reading the rules verbatim directly as they were given to me via email. So all players have to sign in with a field attendant at the start of each game as soon as you arrive. And the reason they're doing this is for contact tracing efforts if somebody was to be diagnosed with COVID-19. So I don't know where that person will be. However, just know that you'll have to come and you'll have to sign in as soon as you get to the ballpark. Um, all teams will practice social distancing, minimum of six feet whenever possible. Um, Players and spectators are strongly encouraged to bring their own chairs in order to help support social distancing efforts. So I've already talked to Jess at length, you know, her being a uh, scorekeeper and coming to all our games. She'll probably just bring a, a lawn chair from home so that she can be flexible and, and distance herself as needed uh, and avoid the bleachers. Continuing on, direct and indirect contact between players, umpires, and spectators is to be minimized. So no high fives, no fist bumps. Uh, no shared water coolers, which we don't have anyway. Uh, it says no shared hats, gloves, bats, etc. Um, bats are okay. There's a stipulation that they sent out later saying that it would be okay to share bats, of course, because um, that's that's how we that's how we function is is by sharing bats. But I know for me, I wear my own batting gloves, so I'm not worried about that. Um, so it says all coaches, umpires, and spectators must wear face coverings at all time. Masks must be worn in the dugout if players are not able to maintain six feet of social distancing. So I don't know how closely they're going to police this because if that if all of our fans have to wear masks, um, that's that's just an inter interesting rule. And I really real I, I really wonder if they're going to uh, hold our fans accountable for that. So here's a plug: if your significant other or parent would like one of the head buffs. I have about six or seven extra. They look really awesome and they're pretty comfortable. Um, it, I do have some extras for sale for $10 each. They're non-custom, they don't have a number on them, uh, but they are pretty cool. Um, and I, I talked a little bit with Gerb about wearing the head buff during the season. And for me personally, uh, when I'm out there in the outfield, I won't be wearing it just because I will be uh, easily maintaining social distance. If I notice that the other teams are kind of being a little bit wild with their social distancing and high-fiving and whatnot, I may, when I'm up to bat, put on my head buff and uh, when I'm on the base paths. I'm not really sure. i got to feel it out. Uh, we'll kind of cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh, here is an interesting rule. Each team will be issued their own game ball to use while playing defense and must not share that ball with the opposing team for any reason. 
So usually after an inning, we roll the ball to the pitcher's mound. We will not do that. We'll have a designated spot in our own dugout where we'll keep those balls, uh, and each team will, uh, it will only be us who's touching it on defense, which is kind of a unique rule. Um, I have to go to the store and buy hand sanitizer for us, so look out for that. Uh, there will be a team hand sanitizer uh, available for all players. Um, spitting or eating seeds, gum, or other similar products will be prohibited during the game, which I'll, you'll probably have to remind me of that because sometimes I eat gum and I don't even realize it. Um, and here's the deal. If players are observed, and I'm not sure how much this will be policed, if players are observed by league officials and umpires not following in these guidelines, they'll receive a verbal warning. So first comes a verbal warning, but a second offense uh, would be a second warning, and a third offense would result in the forfeit of the offending team. So if we do receive a verbal warning for anything related to these COVID guidelines, let's just make sure we follow them so that we don't have to forfeit a game. Uh, I don't envision that being a problem, but it's good that we all know the information. So that recaps the schedule, the teams, the roster, and the COVID-specific rules for Morgan Grove. I look forward to another great season of getting better as a team, and I think it's going to be a great season. Let's talk about our Mellis Championship repeat. Looking forward to Thursday nights. Let's start out by talking about our roster, which I'm excited about. Uh, in the outfield, we have myself and Billy, and we have a new addition, PK. His name is Paul, coming over. Uh, somebody I know from James's team, NWO, played with him for a year or two. He's a great player, great defensive outfielder, amazing arm, and he's got a uh, great approach to the plate, great offensive player as well. Very ha happy that he is joining us this season. And also rounding out our outfielders will be good old Michael Gerb coming back for his fifth season. Uh, in the infield, it's exactly the same as what we have for um, our Monday nights. We have Eric, Stein, and Kylie, which I'm uh, really excited about. And then our two first basemen would be uh, Steve Reamer and Kevin. And our ace on the mound is Mr. James Merritt. And two additions to round out our roster is a return of Matt Stewart from our uh, Monday night fall team. Excited to have him back. Another addition is Tyler Alper, who is a good friend of Eric's, who has joined us uh, in for subbing uh, occasionally and also has come to a, a couple BPs. I'm really excited about adding him, and I think he'll be a great addition as well. So a really strong Mellis roster. Uh, six teams are in the league. It looks a lot different than last year. Um, actually, Thursday night is split up into two leagues because there was 12 teams that registered. So uh, we only have six teams in our league, including us. Afternoon Delight, which was uh, the second place uh, regular season, um, where they finished in, in second place in the regular season last year. Balls Deep, don't know anything about them. Slackers, don't know anything about them. Swingers, who finished in first place but did not get to the championship. They were eliminated in the semifinals by the team that we beat in the finals. They're a very good club. Uh, and I look forward to playing them. And then one other team, I don't know how to pronounce their team name, but it's W-M-I-D-C-A-A. -A. So Wimitka must stand for something. I'm not really sure, but six teams. I'm looking forward to playing Swingers and Afternoon Delight twice after uh, facing off against them last year. Last year, the regular season standings were Swingers 1, Afternoon Delight 2, Flies 3. So um, we know we have some top-tier teams coming uh, to play uh, against us in this Thursday season. 
Uh, let's talk about COVID-specific rules. They're mostly the same with one large exception, which I'll talk about in a second. I just want to reiterate, if you're feeling sick, please stay home. The big rule drop that they dropped on us was that no fans will be allowed in Mellis Park this season, which was surprising to me. And, uh, you know, I was kind of a little bit sad because, as you know, my wife comes to every single game and helps us keep score. So that was a bummer. However, they it did say that they the fans and spectators could watch outside of the park along the outfield. So, you know, what I plan to have Jess do is just bring a chair and maybe we could have a little bleacher fly section. But uh, fans will not be allowed within Mellis. Again, I don't know how closely that will be policed if they'll have... Um, you know, a sign in at the very front where they don't allow anybody in. Um, but we'll see. We'll just catch what the vibe is and, and we'll run with it. Uh, other COVID-specific rules for Mellis include the six feet social distancing. Um, and, and they don't have a, a rule for masks. They only say masks must be worn when social distancing cannot be maintained. And really, I think that's a I mean, that's a fine rule, but I think it's also a rule with which I interpret, okay, I don't have to wear a mask because I can make sure that I'm social distanced. And, um, you know, I, I don't think I would play if I had to wear a mask in the outfield. Uh, it would just be, in my opinion, unnecessary. Participants should wash hands with soap and water or use hand sanitizer before participating. Um, we have to bring our own water, no sharing, and they have mentioned absolutely no alcohol. Um, participants and coaches and umpires should not spit sunflower seeds, chew gum, or use tobacco. Um, no handshakes at the beginning or end of games. Um, so they had said instead we will be tipping our caps to the other team at the conclusion of the game. Uh, we should use our own equipment as much as practical, which I think we already do. And if um, equipment is to be shared, it says that coaches and managers should sanitize equipment before and after use. I'm just going to be honest, I'm not going to sanitize bats. I'm going to encourage you to use band gloves. And if you don't wear band gloves, I just encourage you to use hand sanitizer afterwards. If you, um, I just don't see, I don't think it would be good to put sanitizer on the grips. And I just don't think that's a practical thing that we're going to do. The last thing is participants should place personal belongings at least six feet away from others' personal belongings. Um, I don't know how that's going to work, but we'll make it and we'll try to make it work. So that is the, the recap from Mellis, including our roster schedule uh, and also COVID-specific rules. I'm lo really looking forward to getting started. Uh, opening night is Thursday, July 16th versus Wamidka at 6.30. Uh, I'm going to send an email to everyone with a link to this flypod and also a link to the schedule where I just combine the schedule for us with Thursdays and Mondays. Um, if you could take a look at the schedule and then let me know. Uh, if there's any games you know you're going to miss, that could that would that's helpful for me if I know there's a week where a lot of guys will be out. Well, everyone, I want to thank you for tuning in to season two, episode four of the Fly Pod. Softball is back. Three words that are absolute music to our ears. Um, we went over Morton Grove and Mellis, our roster for the year, a little bit of a schedule preview, and also went over all the uh, protocols for for COVID related um, items. So looking ahead, our opening nights, our first opener will be at Mellis on a uh, week from today, Thursday the 16th, versus Wimidka at 6.30, field number three. And then uh, four days later, we will face off against Gravediggers on the 20th of July, Monday night, 
uh, 6.30 p.m. start time on field number four. So very much looking forward to this season. Guys, I'm just happy to play. It's really uh, a pleasure to play with all of you. And at times during this quarantine, I didn't know if we would even get the chance. So really looking forward to just getting out there and having fun and growing as a team. And uh, if you have any questions about any information in this fly pod, of course, just let me know. And as always, go flies. Hydrate off poetic landscapes and shapes. Illustrate the paper space off the pens that paint. The design would have a national geographic, the magic with tailor-made status and plus flavor that's automatic. Uh.